0: Uh, come with me in your Bible, Psalm 42, Psalm 42. Um, the, on the theme of revival, I just thought it might not be a bad idea to kind of talk about some revive keys. Some revive keys. Revive keys. People often will talk about, you know, history. There was a revival back in 72. There was a revival in Azusa Street, 1905. There was a revival in Wales Boyor you know and so they'll talk about revivals and those are legit revivals but if i was honest with you i've actually found that that i have personally privately experienced a number of revivals in fact i would even say that revival is essential yeah. to to revive means to live again yeah. to live again and it's amazing that discouragement disappointment, loss, difficulty, just life, just life in this world can cause a dream to die or a hope to die or a relationship or a connection. Sometimes there's a severance and there's a, there's a, there's a death and with every death or with every loss, there is grief. There, there, there really is grief. And grief is actually an important thing to, to go through. It's important to grieve. When when David got the news that Saul and his son Jonathan had died, David refused to eat, put on sackcloth and ashes, tore his clothes, and went into a week of mourning. The Bible is brilliant with, with dealing with grief, and, and we see it, but I think we miss it because it doesn't fit into our, especially our American 21st century, you know, uh, kind of chasing the dream, hitting the goals, you know, running. And there's a lot of people that they're running to hit their, their goals and they're running to smash targets and break walls. But I'm telling you, if, if you don't deal with loss, if you don't deal with disappointment, if you don't deal with those things, if, if, you, if you think that you can just brush them aside or that, you know, real men don't cry, Real men don't cry. I don't have time to stop and cry. You, you're, you're going to break down. You're going to break down. So the Bible, the Bible doesn't, doesn't uh, say that pain is just a figment of our imagination or that pain is just weakness leaving the body, as Amber <laughs> Dylan always tells me. Now, every time she punches me, she says, that's just weakness leaving your body. I'm like, wow, again? God, man, I must have a lot of weakness in my jaw. And... Uh, got to watch that Amber Dillon. <laughs> All right. So uh, Psalm 42, Psalm 42, let's put it up there. Psalm 42 verse 1. So these, these are just three, three thoughts, three keys for reviving this morning. Psalm 42 verse 1 says, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. O when shall I come and appear before God? Uh, I remember when I was in Bible school, we had a magnificent Bible teacher who kind of opened up this uh, passage of scripture and talked a little bit about you often read in the Psalms where David rises while it is yet night, like rises to awaken the dawn, rises before daylight. And uh, the, the, the teacher, I remember he said, you know, David David wasn't a great sleeper because of all the things that he was carrying, plus he was a creative. And so, you know, I find that the switching off of my mind is one of the hardest things. It's I can switch off the light. I can switch off the television. I can switch off, you know, all the noise. But, but then you lie down and this thing is processing this and, you know, concerned about this and, you know, designing this. And it's like, why, why would you do that now? Like, I'm trying to sleep now. Like, wait, be there tomorrow morning for me. But it's, it's the, the shutting down of, of the mind. And so, so this Bible teacher was saying that David was often not a great sleeper. And the, the, the history, the background to this is, you know, one of the thoughts was David was looking out from his palace window and he sees in the early hours the deer. And it's following the trail because they've got a great sense of smell. And it's following the trail of the underwater uh, ravines that run under Jerusalem that go into the different rivers and the different canals. And it, it, was, it was panting thirsty it could smell the water it couldn't get to the water and I was painting for the water brooks but then he introduced another another one and that's the one that I want to share and I, I've shared this before but I haven't shared it for years but it's 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 a, a really powerful and this one really kind of became a uh, a paradigm shift and a lifestyle shaper for me and he he said there's another thing that the deer do. When 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 a wolf or a lion comes after the the deer, after the herd, the the stag the stag, the, the male, the alpha among the entire flock of deer, herd of deer, probably herd, herd of deer, uh will will in intentionally begin to stomp like with 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 Fervency to to break a sweat so that his body releases all the all the the pheromones and all the hormones and all the testosterone in him to to so that his scent outweighs the others and then the, the 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 herd will flock because the lion is coming or the wolf is coming and then the the stag will then run in an opposite direction. And whether it's wolves, coyotes, whether it's lions, whatever, will chase the stag. And the stag will run looking for water, panting for water. And then he will jump into the water and he will go into the water and he'll find a place where his nose can just be above the, as the water runs over. As the, as the lion and the predator knows, they follow the scent to hear, but they can't see. Where he's gone and he'll pant for the water brooks because he's pulled the the attention away from the flock. And I thought, man, isn't that Jesus? That's Jesus took our sin. He he became sin. He 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 we all deserve death as sinners but but jesus became the sin he 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 became the target for god's anger god's judgment on the cross he died the death that we deserved, so that we can live the life that he deserved but but i thought it was so beautiful he jumps into the river and the river is always talking about the, uh, from the throne of god there is a river and it's a river of life and it's a river of healing and it's a river of blessing and it's a river of restoration and the river jesus talks about out of your belly will flow the rivers of living water and he talks about the holy spirit and plunge into the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, said, into your hands I commit my spirit. And so, Jesus is that person who plunges right into trusting God and trusting the Spirit of God, and that the, the, the stag will wait there in the river. Until the danger has passed. As the deer panteth for the water, so pants my soul for you, O God. Can I just tell you there are times where in leadership you're isolated, there are times where in leadership you're alone, there are times in leadership where the burden falls on you where the burden falls on you, where the enemy is coming after the flock, the enemy is coming after the herd, the enemy is coming after the sheep, the enemy is coming after the people. And it's at that time that leaders arise and they draw... the the enemy fire towards themselves but I'm telling you it will take you out the lion will take you out and the the predator will take you out unless you have a plunge into the water brooks unless you pant for the water brooks unless you recognize the refuge that is the Lord our God that you plunge into the Holy Ghost you know I can't tell you how many times over 2020 2021 2022 the the just the, the retreat into Sebre de Riki de tiramasubratarabs every time my soul got overwhelmed, soul got distressed, soul got uh perplexed with what was going on grief you know we were c3 we're no longer c3 we had these friendships my god they've gone silent on us well these people were with us till we took this stand now they're not with us anymore and the only way that i could process it i had to i had to to run and plunge into shebre de rica tiara masobro do roborobosi si And uh, how long do you do that? Till the danger clears. How long do you do that? Till the enemy goes. How long do you do that? Till the lion leaves, till the predator leaves. Shebre de Rica. It's one of the greatest gifts. That's why this Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, going to be a powerful Sunday. Let's uh, let's just go for it. Let's open up the, the floodgates of heaven. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. So I can't remember what point number one was. I think it was lessons from the deer or something like that water safety water safety safety in the water the waters of living life just just turn your palms towards heaven i even feel just the anointing now just the anointing now you know i am going to introduce this for 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 uh 2023 i'm loving the daily bible reading but i'm going to kind of introduce a plan next year that with the daily bible reading it usually takes about 25 30 minutes to, to for the first quarter, just pray for five minutes in the spirit. So finish the Bible reading and then add. And then the second quarter, double it. So, you know, from, from April, May, June, double it and go to 10 minutes. And then from June, uh, sorry, from July, August, September, go to 15 minutes. And then for the last quarter, go to 20 minutes. It, I remember... Uh, Pastor Frank Houston said to me, if, if you can pray in tongues for 20 minutes a day, every day, you'll change the world. If you can pray in tongues 20 minutes a day, every day, you'll change the world. I thought, well, that's so simple. That's so, but it's so simple, but so difficult with the busyness of life. So that's where we head. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for fresh oil, fresh anointing. God has to be your retreat. God is your refuge. David said, you are my rock, my strong tower, my fortress, my shield. I run to you. Proverbs 18.10 says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are save. David would would go to God because God is the restorer of the soul. The Lord is my shepherd. He, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He lifts my head. He anoints my head with oil. My cup overfloweth. He prepares a table before me in the presence of, of my enemies. You can't make it in this ministry life on skill alone, on ability alone, on time management and, and you know, great scheduling. All of those things are important, but you can't make it because we're not, we're not just uh, operating a, a, an organization in the marketplace. We are building the church And Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Well, what we are building has resistance. It has warfare. That's why at two o'clock in the afternoon, someone can pull a knife out what is going on. It's because we're building a spiritual kingdom and there is spiritual forces of darkness, of wickedness that come against you. And so we can't just corporate our way out. You can't time management. You can't budget. You can't goal set your way out of these things. You've got to find out how to plunge into God, how to plunge into the river, and let the water of the Spirit wash over you and wash the sweat and wash the stress and wash the the, the anxiety and wash the danger and wash the fears and wash those things away and restore your soul. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Everyone said? Yeah. Amen. Number two, number two for revive keys is what I call replacement therapy replacement therapy. Uh, I- I- Elijah, I- Elijah goes up onto Mount Carmel and he goes up there and, and we heard from beautiful Pastor Lisa saying that he's up on Mount Carmel and he's taken on the prophets of Baal and there's a, you know, showdown on Mount Carmel and the prophets of Baal bring out their bull and they cut themselves and they dance and, you know, carry on and, ye, 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 and nothing happens. And they're cutting themselves and slashing and calling on Baal. And Elijah's actually mocking them. It's a really beautiful story. He's like, shout louder. He's probably deaf. Maybe he's going to the party. Like he was literally saying that, like mocking them. And then finally, he repairs the altar. And as Pastor Lisa says, he pours water on once, pours water on a second time, then pours water on a third time. He pours water on wood that he wants to be consumed by fire. Like you would think, pour kerosene on, pour gasoline on, but he's pouring the exact opposite on. Why would he do that? Because it's a drought. It's a drought. And the most precious thing that he could pour out in a drought was water. And so he says, God, the most precious thing that I can put on this altar is water. Not once, not twice, three times. And the Bible says... The fire came down and licked up all the water, consumed the bull. The rocks and even the the wood of the sacrifice was consumed so that a whole nation fell down on their face, crying, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Then Elijah goes down into the the Kidron Valley and executes all 450 prophets of Baal, all 400 prophets of Asherah. And then as soon as he executes them, he hears a sound. And what he hears is an abundance of rain. And then he knows, oh my gosh, God gave me prophetic insight into the drought that I proclaimed would last for seven years. Three and a half years in, we took out the enemy. Now that the enemy, now that the interference is removed, I can hear heaven's will clearly. Now that I've taken down the principalities and powers, it is darkness, it is drought, it is chaos, it is inflation, it is open borders, it is overrun borders, it is homelessness, hopelessness, helplessness, it is people living in the streets, it is drug addiction... You know, going through the roof, it is divorce, it is immorality. It, everything is just because the principalities and powers because we've got leadership that's in bed with Baal, that's in bed with Asher, it's in bed with false prophets and it's rejecting the word of the Lord. But here comes Awaken slash Elijah Church. And Elijah Church is taking on the prophets of Baal. We don't need to be intimidated by all of their antics. In fact, we can even mock their stupid antics cry louder maybe he's on the toilet right now we can mock them but i'm telling you if we keep doing what we're doing and keep pouring out what is precious you know what is precious is your time what is precious is your serving what is precious is your worship what is precious is your prayers what is precious is your devotion what is precious is the way that we love the city what is precious is the church moving forward building altars in right around the city and as we do that we push back the principalities and then we can begin to prophesy and he says to ahab why don't you ride up to your palace and eat and drink because that's all you can do up there as you sit on an ivory throne i'm going to go back up to mount carmel and as i get onto the top of mount carmel the bible says he he bows himself he bows him to the ground and begins to travail in prayer Seven times, and then finally he sees a a cloud coming up out of the sea the size of a man's hand, and the whole sky just fills with black tempestuous clouds, and the drought is broken. He comes down, so on the same mountain, on the same day, he calls fire down on the mountain, and then just about six hours later, he brings rain down over the entire land and breaks a drought. What a powerhouse. What a powerhouse. And then the Bible says that when Ahab told Jezebel all the things that Elijah had done and what he did to the prophets of Baal, she sent a message to him saying, the gods do so to me and more also if by this time tomorrow you are not as dead as one of those false prophets you just executed. And the Bible says when Elijah saw this, he ran. It's interesting. It doesn't say when he read or when he heard this, when he heard these words. I used to think, you know, if someone spoke something in my hearing, I had to cancel out. He, he read these words. He read these words. The reason point number two is replacement theory is I can't, you know, I, I wish that we could sanitize the world so that you would never see a bad report, that you would never read uh, vitriol or slander that is leveled against you. Uh, I, yeah, I, I wish that we could so sanitize the world that that nobody is is piping off about awaken or negative about awaken or saying nasty things about awaken or saying nasty things about you because you go to awaken church or oh, that's that Republican church that's that yeah, that's that Trump church or oh, that's that prosperity church or oh, that's that church that you know everybody drives a nice car, everybody's good looking, everybody's married to a supermodel. <laughs> and that's the kind things they say they say nasty things you know I remember when I first moved here um I wasn't a coffee drinker but Leanne's like you're having all these meetings at Starbucks I'm like yeah it saves renting an office hello and she's like well if you don't drink coffee what are you, you you're meeting with all these men trying to like say hey come to our church I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, well, what are you ordering? I'm like, hot chocolate. She's like, you can't order hot chocolate. I'm like, why not? She goes, everyone's going to think it's a gay church. I had my my deep V-neck and my skinny jeans. and I didn't have any of those, but the hot chocolate. So she's like, you need to start drinking coffee. So. I started, you know, ordering, ordering coffee. I, I remember it was like a um, white chocolate mocha for the longest time. Now it tastes so sweet. But back then, it was like, wow, I like this. I can do this. But I remember going in, and, uh, and you know, I get a white chocolate mocha, and they're like, oh, and, and, and your name? I'm like, why? I just want a white chocolate mocha. Yeah, but, you know, we need your name. Why, why, why would you need so that we, you know, there's other people also. Uh, I'm like, oh, uh, Juergen, Berger. No, 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 uh, sorry. Jurgen, Ye- Jaeger, Jaeger. No, that's in the future, they're coming. Um, I'll spell it for you, J O Jurgen. No, 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 the J's pronounced like a what, you know. And so, so, because my name's a little bit different, every single time I had to go there, I had to do what? I had to spell it for them. Yeah. Mm. Delicioso. So I just I had to spell it for them. And you know my last name every time I give my last name whether it's a the DMV or whatever hang on M A T no it's T 2 T's T-T-H-E, E I I've got to spell it. In in school as children are growing they 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 do a thing called a spelling bee. Where you know they'll they'll, they'll throw out a you know a question you know a word hypotenuse. You're like hypotenuse H-Y-P-O-T-E-N-U-S-E. Correct. So every word has a spell. Every word has a spell. The word gospel, gospel comes from the Old English God spell gospel comes from old english god spell every word has a spell when you read a negative word when you receive vitriol the reason the devil uses words jezebel used words elijah goes from the most powerful man in the land to a neurotic wreck, to a mess in a wilderness saying, it is enough now, Lord, take my life. I'm no better than my father's. And he wants to die. He is suicidal. He is depressed. He is overwhelmed. He doesn't want to live anymore. He just freaking broke a drought. Are you kidding me? He just wiped out every false prophet in the land. Are you kidding me? He just turned an entire nation back to God. Are you kidding me? But it was a word that came through that he didn't even hear that he read but every word has a spell and you need to understand there are times where you're going to be struggling with depression where you're going to be struggling with anxiety where you're going to be overwhelmed and you don't know why you're overwhelmed maybe it was something you read maybe it was something you heard but I guarantee you if death and life is in the power of the tongue it's because the Bible is trying to tell us that every word carries a spell and the reason Jesus says go into all the world and preach the God spell is because we're meant to break the spell of negative words when you've had a word of helpless and hopeless and failure and the economy is too difficult and you can't buy a home in San Diego don't come under that spell come under the spell of the promises of God come under the spell that if God be for you who or what can be against you come under the spell that Jesus Christ Yeshua ben Elohim hung on a cross and washed away all your sin all your iniquity cleansed you with righteousness he has washed you so white and clean that you are perfect before God then the hand of God is on you and the favor of God is on you and God is for you and it doesn't matter what your past look like your future has nothing to do with your past your future has everything to do with your God and you chose the most high to be your God he's your refuge and your strength and all of a sudden as you come under that spell everything begins to shift but it requires replacement Therapy, You've got to replace negative words. What words are you living under? When Jesus came, they said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? There was a script. There was a word over Nazareth that Nazareth is a trash heap. Nazareth is a hole. Nazareth is a place where nothing good can come out of that. You know what we're here to do? We're here to shift the script. We're here to change the script. We're here to do some replacement therapy. Oh, they've said all kinds of things about East County. They've said all kinds of things about Second and Broadway way. But you know what? We're here, aren't we, Pastor Lisa? We're here to shift the script over that place. People are going to begin to thrive. People are going to begin to prosper. People are going to begin to flourish. People are going to begin to get set free. It's going to become prosperous. It's going to, people are going to break out of addictions. Some of the greatest men and women of God that the devil has had bound and chained are going to come out of that place on fire. Somebody say amen. Uh, I was talking with Pastor Colin Higginbottom yesterday and he was, he was telling me that he, he'd met with someone who was on uh, Dr. Cho's board. Dr. Cho, Dr. David Yongle Cho had the largest church in the world, over 800,000 members, one church, 800,000 members in Seoul, Korea. And he said, oh, it most powerful story, Pastor, most powerful story. And you always know it's going to be awesome with, you know, with Colin. Yeah. <laughs> I remember... Pastor Christian McCartan, Chichi, the first time he saw Colin standing out the front at, uh, was it in Power Conference back then? Go Right there, Chichi's like, man, is he all right or do I need to, do we need to take him out? Like, do we need to get security? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That's just Colin processing. Just leave him be, leave him be. So when Colin tells you that he just heard something so powerful, just, just lean in, turn the volume up. I'm in my car, turn the volume up. And, he, and I'd heard this but forgotten about it. In fact, if I was honest with you, I would. when hearing it was so good for me because it actually reminded me of the foundation of what we stand on. So Dr. Cho, when he first moved to Seoul, Korea, Seoul, Korea at that point was 94% Buddhist. 94% Buddhist, but it was, it was steeped in poverty. It, it was one of the poorest Korea, North Korea, South Korea, it was one of the poorest parts of of the world. Today, it's in the top eight GDPs in the world. But before he started, he literally changed the GDP of an entire nation. He, he, He doesn't make appointments to see the president of South Korea. The president would make appointments to see Dr. Cho. That's how powerful and influential Dr. Cho was. They had prayer mountain. They bought not just the church, but they bought a mountain called prayer mountain. And they built these shelters up there where where people could go to pray. And between 3 and 4 a.m., the the lowest attendance at any time, there was about 7,000 people up on the mountain praying. That was the lowest. Prayer was going up uh, uh, like in a bonfire that the prayer and the intercession on that mountain was so overwhelming that literally, if you look at Seoul, Korea, it broke out. Revival broke out right around the world. It transformed. transformed. So Collins, tell me, I'm like, yes, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. And he says, but Cho, his story was when he first got to Seoul, Korea, just graduating Bible college, he was told that the gospel is unless you repent, you're going to go to hell. Unless you repent, you'll burn in hell. Unless you repent, you'll end up in hell. And he said that, you know, he, he was door knocking and he got invited into this little kind of mud hut. And there was a woman there with no teeth. And he came in and he preached the gospel to her that unless you repent, you're going to go to hell. And when he finished his presentation, the woman looked looked at him and just laughed. And she said, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? My husband is an alcoholic. I've lost two of my kids because of um, starvation and poor sanitation. My husband beats me regularly. I'm already living in hell. And he said it so rocked him that he went home and prayed. And he prayed and he said after about three hours of prayer, the Holy Spirit came to him and spoke to him and said, what did I say in my word? He said, preach the gospel. He says, preach the gospel to the poor. He says, you know, the gospel is working because it's transforming the poor. And so his life scripture became 3 John 2. Beloved, I pray above all things that your soul, Sorry, I pray above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Beloved, I pray above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So he then began to realize that the gospel, the God spell, breaks the spell of poverty. It breaks the spell of struggle. It breaks the spell of sickness, of disease, of infirmity, of abuse, of addiction, of lack. And it brings transformation That was over 60 years ago, 60 years later, you know, it's not just that church, the, the Baptist church down the road has four hundred and fifty thousand. The entire GDP, the entire nation was shifting because of one man. No wonder we get attacked for preaching prosperity and for preaching blessing and for preaching that the gospel is the greatest transformational power. Why is that? It's because of a replacement therapy. It breaks the spell of words. When when words come against you, when 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 the devil uses vitriol, when he uses slander, when he u- shoots those fiery darts at you raise up the shield of faith go immediately to faith the word of god faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god and replace every lie of the devil remind the devil with the truth of god if my god before me who or what can be against me god has raised me up god has elevated me that's how you deal with discouragement somebody say amen and then the last one the last one uh the last thought for for revive keys is that evil must be driven out evil must be driven out evil never just peacefully departs by itself nowhere in the bible says hey and when jesus turned up the demon said well i guess our stay is over hasta mañana and left demons jesus cast out demons you know why he had to cast them out because they wouldn't leave voluntarily Jesus had to drive out demons. He said, if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. The, the, the Nathan Fletchers, the Pelosi's, the Schumer's, the Newsom's, you, they, they, they don't honor our God. They don't honor God. They, 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 they do not yield to a higher power. But they want to be the higher power. They covet the higher power. They, because with power comes privilege. With power comes all kinds of perks. So, so we find wickedness seats. It, 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 it uh, embeds itself in places of power and it will not let it go. It'll use corruption, voter fraud, whatever it can to stay in power. But, but... We have been given all authority over all the power of the enemy. Last time I read Luke 10, 19. You and I have been given all authority over all the power of the enemy. The only, the only time that, that evil flourishes is when the church is silent the only time evil overtakes the land is because the church is backed up or the church has gone into critical race theory or into woke theology or into you know passivity or into well you know we don't talk about that because we're trying to reach the loss or you know we don't talk about that we don't talk about that we don't talk about that. but if the church steps up and does her assignment which is carries the word of God that operates in authority that begins to pull down prince of powers and powers begins to drive we have the power we have the authority to drive out all the wicked come on somebody come on what do we stand to our feet just as as we come to a close come on lift your hands high to heaven and let's just begin to pray in tongues just begin to speak in tongues but Father we thank you right now we declare that Nathan Fletcher and Todd Gloria and Nathan Fletcher's Jezebelic spouse we declare they're coming down in the name of Jesus Christ we come against every voter fraud scheme in, in California to keep California blue to keep to keep wicked people in power and we know they're wicked because when we look at San Francisco, when we look at Los Angeles, when we look at the downtown regions, we see poverty, we see addiction, we see helplessness, we see over- overdoses, we see people overwhelmed, we we, we see we just see devastation and destruction. They pretend to care, but they don't care. If they cared, we wouldn't see that. So we break that spirit. And we, we declare right now that the wheels come off their, their machinery, the wheels come off, the wheels come off we declare exposure we declare a pulling back of the veil father god that every voter fraud assignment they put together every smartmatic every dominion every fraud scheme every mule that they're trying to father we declare it gets not only uncovered but the wheels come off the wheels come off we declare that they're going to be dumbfounded dumbfounded again like they were in 2016 when trump went they're going to be dumbfounded lord god as the wicked fall from their high places when the wicked are removed from their purchase and righteousness begins to come in we thank you for men and women lord god of righteousness father we're not praying for republicans we're praying for patriots we're praying for warriors we're praying for warriors of righteousness we're praying for servants of the most high god that say we're going to clean up this land by driving out evil father we know that elijah drove out wickedness and breakthrough came prosperity came blessing came you've called us to san diego you've called us to salt lake city you've called us father god to to bring light where there was darkness to bring life where there was death to bring transformation where the devil was operating to 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 bring devastation father we thank you right now for prosperity for increase for breakthrough in the mighty name of jesus come on everybody said come on everybody said amen wow what an amazing word i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did hey listen